Jean Mier Show, 9.35 a.m. We're taking your calls, your emails, your texts, your reaction to the Democrat Party's latest attacks on law and order in the United States. 920-406-1360-888-455-1360. Email John Muir Show at mwcradio.com. Text 79489. And to finish responding to what our friend Attila and Kiwani had said before that news break, you know, this is all made out to be black versus white. That 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 every time you have an instance of this, well, well, we'll see that there there was a a fatal episode involving a, a white police officer and a, a black civilian, and that must mean that uh, the white officer was a racist and it was a hate crime and it was not justified. Uh, look, in some cases, in some cases where you have a white officer and a black civilian, you're right, it's not justified. A prime example, the tragedy that happened in Minneapolis to George Floyd a few weeks ago. Uh, that was not justified, and, and fortunately, it seems that it's being remedied in a proper manner. That the officers involved were fired, uh, that they've been criminally charged, they were arrested, and uh, now, yes, they, they are being prosecuted. And all four of them should be convicted. But in other incidents involving a white officer and a black civilian... It's not inappropriate. You have to look, okay, did the civilian do anything that would warrant the officers using the force they did? In the case of what we saw the other day in Atlanta, yes. It was the civilian's actions, criminalistic, reckless actions, that led to fatal force being used. Look, we have to look at the big picture. You know, for, for, for these leftists who, who just go pushing this one narrative uh, about, you know, oh, it's just a bunch of racist white cops going after innocent black people. You have to look at the whole picture. Look, in some cases, yes, you do have white officers wrongfully uh, using force or fatal force on a black civilian. Uh, you also have instances where white officers rightfully use force or fatal force on a black civilian. Uh, just like you have uh, instances where black officers rightly use force or fatal force on a white civilian or instances where black officers wrongfully use force or fatal force on a white civilian. And, and it applies to black on black, white on white, you, you know, all of it. Which shows since all of that stuff does happen in this country, this is not just a, a white cop versus black civilian thing. You have to look at the whole picture. And again, you have force or fatal force being used by officers of all skin colors on civilians of all skin colors. So clearly this is not about skin color. It's not black versus white. What this is at the end of the day is appropriate policing versus inappropriate policing. And you will find instances where officers of all colors appropriately used force on civilians of all colors. And you will find instances where officers of all colors inappropriately used force on civilians of wrong colors. This is not a black versus white thing. It is a lawful versus lawness thing. 
Uh, Zach, if you could do me a favor and just scroll down a little bit on the text there. I, I'd seen a text coming in that I thought went along with it. Uh, just uh, further down. Okay, I've got a bunch of texts coming in here. So, uh, Oh, here it is. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Uh, the text to 79489, why call it Black Lives Matter? If people would just research them, they would see it is the Democrat Party. They should call it by its real name. And as this show has noted, you can't be taken seriously calling yourself Black Lives Matter when you don't show any regard for so many black lives. I mean, of course, you know, the leaders of Black Lives Matter, they're, they're so quick to, to, to latch on to cases involving black lives that they believe fit their narrative. But then as soon as you get a case where the black life does not fit their narrative, seemingly they want nothing to do with that case. I, I mean, you know, it goes back to, for example, the case of uh, the 77-year-old retired St. Louis police officer, David Dorn, uh, who was senselessly and tragically killed uh, during the riots in St. Louis a few weeks ago as he was just trying to protect a friend's family-owned business. Uh, there you were talking about a black life that was needlessly lost, and, and seemingly don't, they don't say anything about it, Black Lives Matter. Because, again, it doesn't fit the narrative. I, it, it was not one of the isolated incidents where you had a, a white officer uh, shooting an unarmed black civilian. So they have no interest. They only care about the, the ones where white officers are, are, whether it's, you know, rightfully or wrongfully, shooting unarmed black civilians because they can use that to push uh, their phony narrative that, you know, anti-black racism is running rampant throughout the United States when it's not. At last year, you had 10, 10 instances in all of 2019 uh, where there were uh, white officers shooting unarmed black civilians. In some cases, it was justified. In some cases, it was not justified. And in some of the cases where it was not justified, those officers are facing criminal charges. And good, they should. But it's not like this is happening every single day in the United States. Far from it. But when you listen to some of these disingenuous narratives from various leftist politicians, from these Black Lives Matter folks, they want you to believe it is. Clearly not because they want to actually address real problems in this country. No, rather they just want to make you believe something's happening to a much larger degree than it's actually happening just so they can push their desired narrative. Hopefully people realize that because that is what is taking place in this country. Uh, back to the phone lines, we go to Van in Appleton. What do you have for us, my friend? Morning, John. Morning. With all the cities that are talking about getting rid of their police departments, I suggest a trial run. Let them decide how many days, two days, three days, five days, and, and just have all the police stay home. For those days, just as a trial run, okay, mm -hmm. and say, this is your life without the police. And now that you mention it, now that, now that Milwaukee is in that, in, the, in that realm, too, where they're talking about getting rid of their police, I think they should do their trial run during the Democratic National Convention. <laughs> I think it would serve them right. Let everybody see with the cameras of the entire world on the Democratic National Convention let them see rioting. Let them see looting. Let them see everything that the, that the Democrats want to bring to their life. 
Man, you're a solutions guy, I can tell. I like that. <laughs> Thank you very much for the call. Yeah, let's, I mean, it's it's so many of the people who are going to be in Milwaukee for that event, so many of the, the Democrat politicians from throughout the country, so many uh, fake news media members. These are the people that are calling for uh, defunding the police or, or making massive funding cuts to police department budgets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they, if they really think that's great, they should have no problem saying, hey, that city we're all going to be hanging out in in a couple of months. Yeah, let's, let's do it there. Let's do no police there. They should have no problem. It's what they're calling for. They're trying to push it on you, the people they're supposed to be looking out for. So, how about they try it out? I, I mean, if it's good enough for them to push on you, it should be good enough for them. But, of course, they would never allow that to happen, these leftist elites, because this is yet another case of good enough for thee, but not for me. They're fine pushing it on you, the average American, their constituents, uh, they are not fine with having to deal with such a reality themselves. Because, as we've noted, you know, these, uh, these leftists, so many of them who are pushing defund the police, these people have their own police. They have their own bodyguards. They have their own security. They have people who can look out for them, so they'll be fine, even if there's not a police department in a municipality. It's all of the rest of us throughout the racial spectrum, throughout the political spectrum, that cannot afford to have our own security like Nancy Pelosi can, we're the ones who would suffer. All of us, regardless of our politics. So no, we should not let these people do this to us. They're basically saying, yeah, we're, we're going to do this because it's politically advantageous. We know we'll still be fine. All of you people, including those Democrats who vote for us, yeah, screw you. You can, you can go do whatever. We don't care what happens if there's no police and you get hurt. Don't support that party. They are out to harm you, the average Democrat voter. Uh, we have an email from our, our friend Terry that goes along with what Van was saying. John, if we can have a day without Latinos, can we also have a week without cops? If cops had sense, they would all call in sick for a week, and that would teach the left just how valuable those officers are to our society. And, and you know... We don't even have to, 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 to go to those lengths. I, I mean, it, it would certainly send a message if we did, but it, all we have to do is take a look at what's happened in Seattle. Uh, you had the leftist mayor and the leftist council members in Seattle uh, demanding that the police department stand down as these violent riots were taking place in their city. And what happened? Well, the police's hands were tied. They couldn't do anything. And it led to a police precinct as well as City Hall being stormed to take it over. And now for what? It's been more than a week now that you've had that six-block area in Seattle that's just been under the control of the rioters. They've had the thing long enough that they can change the name of it already. It went from being Chaz to Chop. <laughs> I mean... When is something going to be done about this? Jenny Durkin, the mayor there, the leftist council, Jay Inslee, the Democrat governor. When are any of these people going to say, look, this has been going on for more than a week now. This is embarrassing. It's a threat to the safety of all the law-abiding folks in Seattle. Enough is enough. When are they going to do it? Seemingly, not anytime soon. So that's what happens when you don't have police or, or when police fully have their hands tied by leftist leaders who don't care about the law-abiding population in their community. It ends up like Seattle where you just have this autonomous zone now, where, where law-abiding citizens and business owners are getting shaken down for money. That's what happens when you don't want police. And it would be easy for us to laugh and say, ah, it's in Seattle, it's halfway across the country. The goal is to get Seattle replicated 
in cities throughout the country. Have it be total chaos, no law and order, which of course is not sustainable for a country. Uh, but it's what you will get if you give the Democrat Party the power throughout the country that they currently have in Seattle. Uh, back to the phone lines, we go to Joe in Wisconsin Rapids. What do you have for us, Joe? Morning, John. Morning. Um, I've got two things, both of them education-related. Um, I'm a conservative educator here in central Wisconsin, and it does kind of bother me sometimes that conservatives, in many ways, have abandoned the public schools. And I think that if you don't have conservative professors, conservative teachers in the public schools, you can do school choice and all that, private schools all you want, you're abandoning the biggest number of people that, that can be influenced. And the second thing is, I think it would help if conservatives understood anti-blackness theory, which is the basic theory that um, a lot of the Black Lives Matter stuff is based on. It boils down to the idea that we define all races by anti-blackness. So we judge everybody versus blacks. And it's not a great theory, but that's the theory. Well, Joe, it's certainly possible there are some people out there that engage in that behavior to get to your second point first. Uh, because as this show notes, yes, there are still isolated incidents of racism throughout the political and racial spectrums, not, not denying that by any means. However, for a lot of us out there, uh, that's not what we do. It's not something that's just widespread throughout this country. I know there are a lot of people like myself. We don't see people as right away, oh, there's a black person, there's a white person. We just see them as people and base our opinions on them uh, off of whether or not they're good people to us. I mean, it's possible. Certainly there are some people who abide by that, but it certainly doesn't apply to all of us in this country. Yeah, but I do think conservatives have to be more involved, John, in public education. Because that's where the numbers are. And if you're going to have like 10% of the teachers in the public schools uh, who are conservative, well, yeah, of course they're, they're going to crank out more liberal people. And it's even worse at the university level. The teaching hasn't been something a lot of conservatives have wanted to do because they're more into the free market. And I understand that. But this is the consequence of effectively abandoning an institution. All right, well, then, as, as we move along to your first point, obviously, then, so in that case, look, I, what I would like to see in the public schools is, you know, no indoctrination whatsoever. I, I you know, I, I hate seeing that there's so much leftist indoctrination in various schools in this country, and I would be opposed to any, you know, uh, conservative indoctrination also. I mean, I, I think these kids should just be taught, look, here are all the facts, Make up your minds for yourself. That That's what I would like to see. And yes, it, it is unfortunate, uh, Joe, that we don't have that we don't have uh, more conservatives teaching in the field. It would be nice if we did to try and, you know, at least prevent there from being so many uh, leftist indoctrinators in the field. Take some of those positions away from them. But, I mean... Unfortunately, that's the sad reality of it, is that, you know, even though it doesn't sound like it applies to you, that, yes, there are a lot of leftists who work in that field. And there is a lot of indoctrination that takes place, and what we have to do, the rest of us, it's just our job to try and counter that. People to talk to their kids and, you know, tell them even before they go to school, okay, here's what's actually happening, regardless of what your teachers might tell you once they put their partisan spin on it. Now, it's... As long as that is the reality where... 
it is a profession that's largely dominated by people on the left, then it's incumbent on the rest of us to try and push back on any lies that they might be telling people. So I agree it is sad, but is it going to change? Who knows? It's going to take more people wanting to get into that field. Uh, We need to go to break. We'll take more responses on the other side of the break. It is 9.51. This is the John Muir Show. 